0: I wonder does anyone listen to say you're paying attention? I wonder does anyone listen to say you're paying attention? does anyone listen to say you're paying attention? I wonder does anyone listen to say you're paying attention? I wonder does anyone listen to say you're paying attention? I wonder does anyone listen to say you're paying attention? anyone listen to say paying attention? What's going on everybody, and welcome back to your favorite podcast, Thoughts About the Ville D.I. The Podcast. Hey, you know what time it is, Friday, story time, growing up the Vilt I sat back and I tried to think of something, good story to tell, and I couldn't really think of any specific story that I wanted to get across. So I was like, you know what, I'm just going to tell some random short stories and then a story popped into my head. So, I'm going to I'm, I'm gonna start with this one. So, paint the picture. Uh, high school. Because you know my my stories don't go in a linear time format. My stories is like Marvel moves, baby. They all over the place. So, this is in high school. I don't remember what year of high school. Possibly sophomore fresh. I don't know. I I don't know. But so I'm in class one day. Me, my friend Bobby, um, my other friend uh, Driven Balance, who is actually has his own show. Um, yo, bro, I know you're gonna listen to this. Eventually, I should have hit you up, but it, it was late. By the time I had the idea, but it, um, so it, when you hear this. Hit me up and, and tell what you remember of the story, if you remember the story, so that we can get an accurate uh, portrayal of these events. So, one day, we're, I'm in class, uh, math class, and we have a substitute teacher. So, we're in class, and we're all, you know, kind we're, we're kind of rambunctious, because you, you know how kids get, you remember how you got, well, some of you all are peppermint committees, but you know how you get, how class got when there was a substitute teacher there. Uh, so we were kind of getting loose. I think we might have had this substitute for like two, three days in a row. I can't remember why, but I don't remember what was the whole conversation, but I remember this particular substitute teacher getting into it a little bit with Driven Balance and talking about you know it's one of those moments like you see in the after school special movies where the teacher gets all into that you know you're not gonna be anything type of moments it was one of those type of moments and my boy driven balance he sat back and he told him you know well I'm gonna be making I don't remember the dollar amounts but it was I think it was like I don't know it was either like 80 some thousand it might have been 100 something thousand I'm not sure either way it's the 90s but it was a large amount of money for the day and the time and he was like i'm gonna be making xyz thousand dollars a year by the time i'm 20 whatever years old and you know this teacher swung around he was standing up at the whiteboard and he's writing on the whiteboard with the dry erase marker and he swings around put his hand on the tip and you know a uh, real spicy like says well you're probably gonna be, uh, and you'll probably be in twid in prison by the time you get so and so years old. And the whole class was like, "What?" Because my boy, he never was. Now, don't take this by no means to be that I'm trying to say my man's name was is soft or chump or anything like that. He get busy. He was a ball player and everything. But he was never and never tried to come off to be like no 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 street type of dude, no gangster, nothing like that. He didn't even have that type of imagery about himself. He was a good dude. Still is a good dude. You know, he came to school. He got his lessons. Yeah, you're from the country. If you say got his lessons, he came to school, he got his lessons, did his work. Smart guy and everything. He was a big dude, too. But he was never, nobody ever looked at him. as as some type of hood dude or some street dude. So, it took all of us by surprise that when the teacher saw that, and everybody's like, what the hell? So, the class starts to go into an uproar. Everybody's going, oh, that's, what you mean by that? How come he got to be doing something illegal to to make that kind of money? Because everybody knew. At the time, I believe his goal was to I don't remember the specific job, but it it was something in the military, I believe. He wanted to go into the military, and it was a specific job that he wanted. He always talked about it, but I can't right now at the moment think of it. That's why I hope he calls in and tells us about it, his side of the story, how he remembers the story. But most people have been going to school with him since you know elementary, middle school, whatever. So we all knew what he was talking about when he said it. Except this teacher guy. And it was one of those. Snap to reality type moments. Where. I'm sitting there and I'm looking at this situation. And I'm looking at my classmates. on so I'm. I'm. befuddled a little bit. It's one of those reality check moments that. This guy. This edge quote unquote. Educator. i standing from this classroom. Full of young melanated men and women um, and assume pass judgment on this young man that because because he specifically hit this this dollar amount of what he was going to be doing and uh, what he was going to be making and at the age that he was going to be making it he just automatically assumes it has to be something legal illegal I mean so, whenever now that everybody's going up now, the, cloud, the crowd, the crowd is really in an uproar, and we're all questioning him now. You know why you think he has to be doing something illegal? You know this and that, and so he says he now he's got both hands on his hips and he's getting real, real spicy right now. And he's like, "Well, we, what are you talking about then? What is it that you're going to be doing?" To make that kind of money how much did you say so and so many thousand dollars a year what are you gonna be doing and i found it disrespectful because that he would look at this this young man and all, it's like it's like a, a ultimate i'm out a lack of words it's like the ultimate talk down on a person for you to just look at me and tell me that I can't accomplish what I'm telling you. What are you going to be doing? Like, as if you're trying to say that you, you know, what, what he's doing is subconsciously, he's comparing himself to this kid. And what he's saying is, if I'm not doing well, what, haven't been able to accomplish this in my sorry ass life. What made you think that you're going to be the one to do all this? So my man, Driven Balance, he sat there and he broke down his specific goal. Gave him the job title of what that he was going to be doing and how he was going to be doing it. And the branch of the military and boom, 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 boom. He had a plan already laid out. That was another lesson that I learned while I was sitting around bullshitting. You know, trying to get get my rocks off and whatnot and in high school, I saw this man with a plan. He may have been completely justified if he had a looked at me, young Deville, at that time and made that the statement to me. You know what I mean? I'm the kid sitting in the class with the dress and the gold teeth, sagging his pants. You know, probably smelling like, you know, what I'm saying. And but for this young man. He doesn't even look he doesn't even how they like to say it, he doesn't even fit the description other than one thing. But either way, that's neither here nor there. But it was one of those eye opening eye opening moments when you realize that there are certain people out there and there will always be certain people out there that are gonna look down on you or look at you a certain way. Just because of, you know, your, your race, your nationality, or what side of the town that you live on. But, if, you, if we fast forward up to, that, to today, and we want to be petty, and I do want to be petty, and do the numbers, for <laughs> tick for tack, for at the age, compared to the age where this this, this guy was at, and the age where we're at now... We're both doing better. <laughs> We're both doing better than he was at the time. So I guess we'll take that as a W. Whew. Hey, yo, bro. I vaguely remember that. I remember he tried to shine on me and everything. I think he was like a substitute for like three days. We had him like three days straight or something. You know what I'm saying? And he, he tried to get all slick and fly, but you are a damn substitute teacher for three days. That means you ain't got shit else going on for them three days that you got paid $8 an hour to be a substitute. And I know that because remember my mom was at the school, you know, mom was a teacher. So, you know, I I know what they was making substitutes anyway. But uh, what you said about, you know, what we had in life and compared to that guy. At the same kind of age or whatever. Yeah, uh, I didn't detect any lies in that. That was 100% factual, cuz. So, we're going to call this next segment Too Fast, Too Stupid. So, senior year of high school. I'm driving. partners are driving most people are driving but we have a separate parking lot for the seniors so we park on one side of the school everybody else parks on the other side of the school now for some reason I don't know how it started but we got into this thing where everybody would race from the school parking lot to this gas station Swanee Swifty I don't know if it was still called Swanee Swifty then It might have been a sitcoat, Not sure But everybody would race From the school To this gas station It's only a couple miles So When you leave the school You immediately Are in this neighborhood On uh, the north side of town You go through the neighborhood Then you hit this road JC said, We call it the The shack now, this was a road where this was a road where like all the fights happened you know if you want to fight out of school take it to the shack. this is probably a mile stretch of just straight two-lane road that led to another uh, intersection once you cross over that intersection you go you're into another you're on Bay Meadows go down Bay Meadows to another stop sign now you're in another neighborhood and you go through this neighborhood boom you're at this door. So, we developed this habit of just this all-out Mad Max style, just full-out rumble race to the uh, to the store. Don't know how it was started, but either way, young Deville realized early on the key to being a standout at this race was recklessness. Yeah, the more rules you're willing to break, the better your performance would be because see when you're on riding through residential now disclaimer the village does not condone doing high speeds through residential areas and now thinking back on it we it wasn't like we was really even doing we weren't going through neighborhoods doing a hundred miles an hour we were probably doing 40 <laughs> in a 35 40 you know 35 40 in a 30 you know we weren't really to us as kids and at the time it felt like we was flying through this neighborhood but it wasn't like we was going breakneck speeds but yeah the more rules you're able to that you're willing to break the better you be because you're on two lane we're on two lane streets so for the most part whoever got in the front first usually stayed in the front until the until the uh the, the, the fast and the stupid decided, you know, to start passing people and, you know, some people would run stop signs, run intercessions. It was dangerous as hell. It was dumb as hell, but we was kids. Kids being kids, as they like to say. So, <laughs> really all I would worry about, there would just be certain people that I wanted to be in front of during this fiasco. So, one day, we come out, and you can see, you can feel it in the air when the shenanigans was about to kick in. So the one day, everybody's going through the car. And you can just feel it's one of those days, like everybody's going to go. I think it started because it was really just the race to be the first people out of the parking lot and around that first curve. So you didn't get stuck in traffic. I think that's how it started. And everybody just kind of uh, fed off of the adrenaline that from, that from that point. But either way, so one day I know it's going down. I jump in the whip, me, I don't know who was with me, but I jump in the whip, and my partner, Chi Chi, he's in front of me. So we come out of the parking lot, boom, boom, and, you know, I'm, I'm gonna go. We come to the park, around the parking lot, and almost, damn near, you can almost say immediately, when you turn out of this parking lot, you go down a couple yards, it's a stop sign, so we everybody's going, and in my head, I'm thinking, the people in front of going to run the stop sign. They don't. So, I have to hit the brake. <laughs> Boom. I tap Chi Chi in the bumper. Jump out the car. I'm like, oh, shit, I done hit Chi Chi. But it's Chi Chi. I jump out the car. Look, we good. Jump back in. And I go around him. And I'm going, I'm up out of here, buddy. So, we get through the neighborhood. Because, see, we had did this to the point where it was like Dukes a hazard or something start- they started setting up patrols at different points through this route they didn't really know what route we was taking but they were they had an idea of certain points where people was reporting we were coming through and so they we know there'd be patrols at certain points so you might speed a little bit here then you gotta slow down when you get to this street or when you're coming around this curb you have to slow down when you go around this curb because so-and-so's mama lived there and you know she gets her off at three o'clock and she probably be in the yard and see you so we navigating through that the real action happens once you hit the shack so we get on the shack and now we go i'm about to boy i'm in a 1996 i think it was 96 97 somewhere up in there kia sophia y'all remember kia sophia that was like the first car that Kia made. Didn't do, it was a little small car. Ours was silver. Didn't do very well. The whole dashboard started peeling and, and and like turning color and burning up after a certain point. But that's neither here nor there. But that little hole would run. So I'm dogging them. Now like I said, I'm probably doing 50, 55. But on this street where the speed limit is 40. I feel like I might as well have been doing hunt undone. So, I'm going. And then, all of a sudden, boom, tire blows out. First time I've ever seen a tire blow. I didn't even know tires could blow out at this point. Probably, I'm out here riding around on Maypops. Didn't even know. You know the the Maypop is? That May Maypop, it may not. I'm riding around on these Maypops. Boom, tire blows out. So, now I look like a goofy. I pull over to the side and I change the tire. So, now I'm riding home the whole time. I'm thinking to myself, like, damn, how am I going to explain this to my mom? Because this is her car. And I got to explain what happened. You know what I mean? It was a little damage. It was a little damage to the car. Not a whole lot of damage, but it was some damage to the car. You know, when the tire blew tire blows out it's gonna hit that fender it's gonna be some damage so I'm trying to figure out what I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say so I get to my neighborhood I whip on my street and I see my partner my older partner and he's like damn what happened to the car and I was like man uh you wrecked he's like you wrecked your mama car And I'm like I didn't wreck it I didn't hit nothing the tire blew up he was like oh I'm like, bro, I don't know how I'm going to explain this to my mama. She's going to be tripping. I ain't going to be able to drive no more. And he was like, bro, don't worry about it. You had to blow out. Tires blow out all the time. It happened. That way you have insurance. Just tell her the tire blew out. So I call my mom. I tell her, you know what I mean? Hey, look, tire blew out on the way home to school. And she's like, okay. So then she comes home. She sees it. She sees it. when she gets home, or I pick her up. She sees the damage and everything, and she's not even tripping. I thought she was going wild on them. She wasn't even tripping because tires do blow out all the time. I didn't know, so it was like boom. I skated through that when I didn't get in trouble, because I, I of course I omitted the uh, the whole part that I was trying to race while the tire blew out. Never let the facts get in the way of a good story. You understand what I'm saying? So um. Yeah, that was my first experience with a tire blowout. Sorry, mom. Thank you all for tuning in to the VODI. Talks by the VODI, growing up the DI. Appreciate each and every last one of y'all. Remember, always be the reason somebody's motivated and masturbate it. I thank you all for tuning in, checking out my story time today. I'm out of here. Peace.